Dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today's topic, ah, today's topic is: Do you take responsibility for your love life? Um, to begin, I want to start off with a short quiz, uh, and this appeared in Psychology Today. Um, it was an article by Dr. Judith Orloff. Uh, I will be quoting liberally from that article for the rest of this, the podcast. I've linked to it in, uh, in the section below. So I want to give credit where credit's due because I think this is, uh, uh, I'm, I, I don't steal other people's information, put it that way. So this is Judith Orloff's quiz. And um, I would encourage you to either write down these answers or think of it in your head. It's, it's a really short quiz. Is there anyone in your life who often appears inconsolably oppressed or depressed? Yes or no? Are you burned out by their neediness? Yes or no? Do these people always blame bad luck or the unfairness of others for their problems? Yes or no? Do you screen your calls and say you're busy in order to dodge their litany of complaints? Yes or no? And does their unrelenting negativity compromise your positive attitude? Did they bring you down? Yes or no? So you give each yes response one point. If your score is three or more, then you are probably in some form of relationship with a victim. Interacting with this type of person can cause you to be irritated or drained and make you want to avoid them. Uh, and again, I'm going to continue to quote from this Dr. Judith Orloff. <clears throat> Um, because it's, it is, it's, it's powerful and it, it's challenging. Victim mentality is an acquired personality trait in which a person tends to recognize themselves as a victim in the negative actions of others and to behave as, as if this were the case in the face of clear evidence of such circumstances. The victim grates on you with the poor me attitude and is allergic to taking responsibility for their actions. People are always against them. They're the reason for their unhappiness. They portray themselves as unfortunates who demand rescuing, and they will make you into their therapist. As a friend, you want to help, but you become overwhelmed by their endless tales of woe. A boyfriend stormed out, again. A mother doesn't understand. A diva boss was ungrateful. When you suggest how to put an end to the pity party, they'll say, yes, but, then launch into more unsolvable gripes. So it is quite easy to identify when someone else is a victim whose unrelenting negativity is an energy drain to all around them. It's much harder to identify when you're that person. After all, anyone who complains incessantly about dating relationships and men feels justified in her complaints. The issue is not whether they have a basis in truth, they do. It's really whether there's more to the story than evil men preying on helpless women. And there usually is. I find myself in a unique position in these gendered culture wars. Right? My full-time job is to help women understand men, gain confidence, make healthier relationship choices. On the surface, it wouldn't seem to be all that controversial. But sure enough, critics have popped up on both sides of my aisle. There are the men who think I'm a white knight offering women the purple pill, 
because I acknowledge women's pain when it comes to selfish, emotionally unavailable men. Then there are women who think I'm a mansplainer for having the audacity to ever offer constructive criticism to women when we all know men are the sole cause of all relationship problems. Personally, I find both sides to be somewhat sad in their limited and biased worldviews. It's not that either of them don't have valid points about what's wrong with the opposite sex. It's that they do nothing to acknowledge the validity of the other side. If anything, they try to inflame the other side by mocking it. You've, you've been on the internet and read comments on my blog, you've seen it before. Feminists denigrating all old angry white men for being 1950s era misogynists. Angry old white men denigrating all American women as masculine, selfish, and useless after 30. It's kind of sickening, right? These two people, these two groups have a lot in common, right? More than they know, but there's nothing they have in common more than this. They're professional victims. Instead of taking responsibility for the results in their love lives and the way they're perceived by others, they double down on the blame game, convinced of their rightness like it's a religion. What they so often fail to see is their own role in this narrative. And that's why I'm doing today's podcast on whether you take responsibility for your love life. If you're like many people, you don't. And if you do, you either don't admit it or you don't do anything about it. It's simply too easy to blame the opposite sex. Last year, before I even get into that, <coughs> I want to go off script because I, I fell victim to this for a time, probably somewhere between dates 250 and 300, right, where I was in the, it's Los Angeles, it's match.com, it's J-date, it's women, right, maybe I need to move to New York, there's no there's no women in all of Los Angeles that are worthy of me. I'm going to have to move to another city. And it's, it's absurd when you say it like that, but I was saying that. I was thinking that. Right? I've already gone through everybody here, so obviously it's their problem. Right? And it didn't occur to me that the problem wasn't with women or Los Angeles or online dating. It was me. Not that I was a bad person. I just had a really bad picker. I kept on choosing the wrong people and then blamed those people. So the problem wasn't LA or women, right, or the dating sites I met them on. It was the fact that I chose those individuals to be my partners and then was shocked that things didn't work out. Right? It wasn't until I learned to choose better partners that suddenly I became a dating optimist. There's nothing wrong with online dating and there's nothing wrong with women. Right? There's only the choices that one makes. So I got fortunate. I persevered. I learned from my mistakes. Um, I coached other people that helped me reflect on myself. You know, I, I didn't get married until five years into doing this job. But um, there's lots of people, men and women, who don't get there. Uh, last year, I went out to dinner with a guy. He's in his mid-40s. He's a friend of a friend. And he spent an entire dinner railing on his target dating demographic. Uh, Jewish women in their 30s in Los Angeles. Crazy, selfish, spoiled, mean, flaky, immature, masculine. So I reiterate, it took me 300 dates to find love in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, it's not like everything this guy is saying is entirely off base. His main problems were twofold. Number one, 
he was painting every woman in Los Angeles with the same broad brush. So even if what he was saying true, say 60% of the time, why would the other 40% of normal women want to be lumped in with a bunch of bad apples? And again, these are made up numbers. I'm not saying 60% of women in LA are bad, but certainly not 100% of them are. So when you engage in that all or nothing thinking, you're, you're, you're already losing the logical argument. And this guy wasn't taking any responsibility for himself or his choice of women. Right? So he has this boiling self-righteous anger about how much women suck. LA sucks. JD sucks. But did he have any sense about how he can do better in giving women what they want, becoming the kind of man that they would be attracted to and want to marry? No, none whatsoever. Right? So inveterate truth teller and tactless person that I am, I said some version of this to him over dinner. Take responsibility. Stop complaining about the opposite sex. Do something different to get different results. Right? How do you think he responded to that? Probably the same way a lot of the people who are listening respond to this. Fuck you. <laughs> Through the grapevine, I found out that this guy thought I was a dick and he never wanted to see me again. And I completely understand. He did not want to hear the truth. He wanted validation that women were bad. And I wasn't going to give it to him. No more than I will concede to any despairing woman listening to this that all men are bad. In fact, it's mostly your choices in men that are bad. So yes, there are lots of weirdos out there when you date online. But even presuming that 10% of them are good people, why are those 10% not responding to you, attracted to you, wanting to commit to you? And to me, that's where introspection becomes valuable. When you're lashing out, there's not much time for introspection. It just feels better to blame the opposite sex because taking responsibility would mean letting go of that victim worldview that everybody's awful except you and your gender. So the way I see it, you have a lot more control over your destiny than you may acknowledge. Probably more than 50% of your destiny is within your control. Right? Can't control men, but can control your actions, your reactions, your beliefs, your attitude, all of which affect how someone feels when they date you. You also get to control who you go out with. So if you don't like someone, you don't have to see him again. You can't blame a man for sleeping with you for six months without a commitment when you've agreed to sleep with him for six months without a commitment. So this is not to say that I'm unsympathetic to people who've had bad things happen to them beyond their control. We all have. But part of growth is taking ownership of how that happened. One can say, every man I've ever dated has cheated on me. One could also ask, reasonably, why do I choose such low character men? What am I drawn to in them that puts me in this position repeatedly? Victims only focus on the first question. I focus on the second question because that's what you can control. Why do you feel like a victim? How could you say with a straight face that all the good men are taken or there are no good men in your city? You do realize it sounds objectively foolish, as foolish as if any man said, there are no good women left. Come on. Not only are such negative proclamations untrue, they make you look bad because nobody wants to date a person who hates and mistrusts the opposite sex. Well, being a victim is ultimately a false, merit, false narrative. Right? It's disempowering, 
It drives good men away instantly. <laughs> Oops, too much gesticulating. Um, and furthermore, it reinforces the narrative that there's something wrong with men. Guy goes out with you and never calls. The easy conclusion is that he's like every other selfish, flaky, sex-crazed guy. Well, I've been that guy. And it's much harder to learn why he really never called. If you send him an email, Rachel Greenwald in her book, Have Him and Hello, calls it an exit interview. You send him an email a week after the date. Try to get the truth. Maybe you learned it was bad timing. Maybe you learned he's still pining for an ex. Maybe you learn he's seeing somebody else. Maybe you learn that you sounded very bitter, jaded, and guarded on the phone and that your first date just wasn't very much fun for him. Either way, you learn the truth from his perspective instead of assuming something false and cynical about every man you meet. Unless the guy is an actual sociopath, and I don't know the percentage of people who are truly sociopaths or who are completely indifferent to your feelings or past that trying to hurt you. I, I don't traffic in such people. Normal men are not out to hurt you, right? If anything, it becomes collateral da damage, right? They're either seeking pleasure or avoiding pain. If going out with you is a pleasure, they're gonna keep on doing it. If it's a pain, they won't. So the only question is why and what, if anything, can you learn instead of lapsing into victim mentality, all men, all online dating sites, bad. I have many faults, as you could tell, um, but I'm not prone to victim mentality. Right? It's why I went on 300 online dates, and it's why I always take a, what I call a long-term optimist approach to dating for my clients. Even though lots of men really do suck, I acknowledge that. But the second you believe all men anything, men suck, dating sucks, right? that belief is useless if it turns you into someone who's closed, hardened, and ready to quit on love, right? If that's the case, you've pretty much already lost the battle. You're not gonna find love if that's the way you feel about dating a man. So it's more effective to do what Dr. Orloff said in her Psychology Today article and look at the bright side of life. And here's a quote. The way I snap out of victim mentality is by remembering how blessed my life is compared with much of our global family. I'm not fighting to survive genocide, poverty, or a daily, daily street violence from an insurgency militia. I have the luxury to feel lonely when I'm without a romantic partner or to get irked by annoying an annoying person. I have the gift of time to surmount negative emotions. Seeing things this way stops me from wallowing and imprisoning indulgence. So when you think you're having a bad day, try to keep this kind of perspective. As to how to deal with the people who remain victims, who don't take responsibility, who blame everyone else for their woes, Orloff says it best. Being empathetic is vital. Empathy allows you to non-defensively understand and even have mercy on antagonizers. Also, you'll, you'll better intuit the feelings behind someone's words. If a friend complains that you're being selfish, the deeper meaning could be, I'm hurt because we're not spending enough time together. With empathy, you're privy to hidden motives. Seeing people's frailties with compassion doesn't make you a doormat. Though you may not choose to subject yourself to them, you need not hold their suffering against them. Labeling someone the enemy is a spiritual wrong term. So, if you felt triggered by the message of this podcast, please remember, I am empathetic towards your plight, and I am sorry if you feel attacked by the world. 
I can only hope if you hear this message of validation and understanding, you may be open to the larger message of this Love You podcast. It's not that you haven't been wronged by men. It's that it's worth your while to figure out why and choose different men in the future instead of assuming that your dating past reflects on all men. So thank you for listening to my first rant in a few months where I didn't take any interviews or callers. It was fun to do and think this subject through thoroughly. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you for being part of the Love You podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Next week, I'm interviewing my good friend, Ariel Fords, author of The Soulmate, Soulmate Secret, among other books. She knows everything and everyone in the love business, so make a point to join us, okay? If you like today's episode and want to be a future guest, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com podcast guest. Check out upcoming topics and ask your questions. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. And best of all, if you're just watching this for the first time and you're not on my mailing list, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address. I will send you free dating and relationship advice that identifies the number one relationship challenge you're having right now and how to turn it around instantly. I'll see you again next week. I love you.